Gentlemen, welcome back. Glad to be back. Let's get this banter started. Grab your drink of choice and join the conversation. No topic is off limits. Welcome to Brotherhood of Banter, Season 2. Welcome, everyone. We appreciate you tuning in once again for another episode of Brotherhood of Banter. You guys are back? I am Edgar. And I'm Diego. This is Lewis. So, before anything, after the commercial break, we will sit down to discuss the topic of principles and values. Yes, sir. But for now, I want to thank all the listeners for being here. So grab yourself a stool and join us for a drink at the Banter Bar. Gentlemen, what can I get you? I'm going to have a glass of milk, please. Glass of milk with a yep. brownie? Yep, with a brownie. Got to have milk with brownies, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have, uh, let me get uh, some rum and coke, please, good sir. With rum a side of coke. ranch. With some ranch? You want some pizza with that? With, with some pizza. <laughs> Coming right up. And I guess I'll go for another Heineken. All right. Edgar so, likes the Heinies. Yeah, I'm going to finish the Heinies today. Yes, sir. So tell me, guys, what have you guys been up to since last episode? Oh, man. Um, uh, it's been crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, DC Fandom happened, and we got the first look at uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, seeing some scenes that were not in the original Justice League. Well, I'm excited. I'm pumped for that. The Rock called out all the superheroes from DC for his Black Adam movie. And all sorts of geeky shit. It's it was it was great. I had uh, it was a cool uh, little virtual event. They they really did a nice job, you know, considering that everyone had to be virtual. They did a nice job organizing the thing. Well, that's good. So there's going to be more information for your other podcast, Geekology One Hundred One. Absolutely, you better believe I'm going to drop a special announcement episode on everything that they uh, revealed. Yeah, that's good because considering that. You know, movies and all that stuff is kind of like at a low right now. Mm-hmm. It's good to get a little bit of information. It is, man. It's exciting to, it's incredible, like, how much we take, like, trailers and things like that for movies for granted. Now that we're not, we're barely getting any. It's like yeah, any little thing that they show us. Oh, yeah, you know. Like, yeah, like, show us. Like, we're addicted. Like, oh, let me get something. <laughs> Ooh, it's something new. Yeah. I guess we should expect a better 2021 when it comes to the industry of film and comic book shows all that i think there's going to be like a floodgates opening up of a ton of films that were already made <laughs> to release and then of new films that you know are going to be released as, as, as you know along the way like it's gonna it's gonna be crazy i'm looking forward to it man that's one of the things that i miss the most the theaters okay is there anything else that you know that is coming up or they're trying to put in the works i heard something about them doing another tmnt movie yeah, yeah. Uh, Seth Rogen is um, going to be producing that along with Nickelodeon, and apparently they're going to be um, they're going to be creating his whole spin on it is going to be more focused on the coming of age teenage experience of the turtles, as opposed to the ninja side of them. Okay. So that I, I mean, I don't know how I feel about that, but I'll I'll go watch it. I got no choice because I got an eight year old kid. yeah i want to see what he does with it too because you know obviously i'm still hoping for that adult dark right ninja turtle uh blood on the screen and weapons type thing 
Damn right. Um, but you know, until then, I'll watch this. Yeah. <laughs> I guess once you're a TMNT fan, you know, you go down with it, no matter what they put out there. Well, guys, if you guys want to be updated more on any information when it comes to comic books, movies, or show, you can find Diego and his son Joshua at Geekology One Hundred One. Yes, sir. Geekology101.com if you want to go check it out and find uh, your podcast provider of choice. We're everywhere. Okay. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Louis, what have you been up to since uh, our last episode? Well, you know, a uh, couple of things uh, for any of those uh, PC gamers looking forward to the new uh, video cards from NVIDIA. Supposedly 3090 will be announced uh, like the whole 3000 series will be announced September 1st. Um, and also... I heard uh, Pizza Hut might be closing, like a couple locations up here, and Ooh. that's uh, big for me. So here I am having pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, really? And, uh, well, but is it just like a local thing, or is it nationwide that they're going to be closing restaurants? It's just a few. I, I think it's the least performing ones. I know a lot of here mm-hmm. in the Northeast might be closing, uh, but you know this is all background talk until they finally say, "Hey, you know, you're closing, and you're closing." Mm. So, so we'll see. But that's all. That's all up there. Like the parent company is in debt, and you know, as usual. Yeah. Hopefully, it doesn't, you know, crash. I can feel your and pain. That... I see it in your face. The sadness of people are closing. Is that down. a tear rolling down your cheek? That's going to become my line now. Yeah. Is that a tear rolling down your cheek? You think they'll get to the point where they're going to be buy one get one free with everything closing? No, I mean they got to get rid of their dough. Yeah. <laughs> their product, little by little. I mean, you said they weren't selling, so they got to make well, something. Well, I mean, offer. I'm guessing they're not selling whatever the the the, the case may be. Um, that's what they're saying. So, hey, we had some some Pizza Hut here, and um, you know, I like everything: Domino's, Papa John's, Pizza Hut, neighborhood store. Just just send it over. <laughs> <laughs> no discrimination. And then uh, also for those PC gamers playing Warzone season five, been getting my wins lately, so. Don't give up. Try to get your war zone wins. Yeah, gamers, PC gamers. <laughs> Don't you dare. Well, any up. gamers, console gamers too, but you know, they, they, they just try. Yeah. Don't <laughs> worry, all of you. The, the gaming card th- series 3900 is coming. It, you're, you'll be fine. You eat your pizza hut. <laughs> Man, I wish I had something to update the audience on. All I've been really doing is just working out more. That's about it. That sucks. Oh. See, I was gonna say that. I, I thought you left a lot more phone. You can't even see me. I gotta lean over like this. Yeah, but yeah, anyway, I, I, a I've lot been, more tone. I've been putting more work in. Like I said, you know, the the rock on our previous episode is very. That was our previous episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's very influential. So I, I kind of, I'm building myself up to get to the point where I follow his routine of waking up really early, putting into workouts. But I'm kind of preparing my body and. The injuries I've been dealing with to to get to that point. Yo, yeah, during during, during Fandom, the Rock was wearing a, a short sleeve T shirt. You could see his veins like throbbing through the shirt. That's, that's his where... veins, bro. His arm, like bicep vein, <laughs> was vis clearly visible through his shirt. Yeah, he's a an impressive human being at that at that age, man. He's I think he's working harder now than how, he was. How old at, is he again? I want to put him at forty three, but I think he may be older. Yeah, it's just that's incredible. Damn. Okay. So... I need a break. I need to go cry in a corner right now. Because the rock is so impressive. Yeah, I need more pizza. Wait. <laughs> Before we take our break, let me ask you our question that will prepare us for after the break and our topic. 
Holler. It has nothing to do with anything, but here you go. How can a single moment have the power to change everything? A and single moment the power to change everything. I'm sure you got into a point in your life where you experienced like just making one decision over another has, you know, oh, yeah. completely changed your future pretty much. I mean, I think anytime you're standing in front of a situation that could, you know, end a relationship that's bound to affect many aspects of your life especially if it's an important relationship you know romantic you remember, or something. do you remember of any moment that it wasn't you that caused it pretty much that you had no choice either you go left or you go right mm-hmm. that kind of you know took your life in a different direction maybe a positive a positive one mm-hmm. hmm. yeah this is quite thought-provoking yeah i think um related to my career i think i can remember when i went to take a tour of the art institute back when i was like 24 or so and they gave me a tour of the entire campus showed me the computer labs showed me you know the syllabus from several courses uh from their from their digital design program and then at the end, you know, the person giving you the tour sits you down at, you know, at the office and tries to basically sell you and ask you, do you want to enroll or not? Not sell you because, you know, you still got to apply mm-hmm. and get accepted and you still but have to. They are selling you on the idea. Of it. <clears throat> yeah, they are. And they really did. Like, you know, it was it was compelling as hell. And it, and it cleared up a whole bunch of like misconceptions that I had about thinking that because I never took art classes during high school or something like that, I was not going to be good material for an art college. They, I felt, I felt like that was a crossroads and I knew that it was going to be hard as hell because, you know, my daughter had just been born. I was going to have to work, you know, two jobs and I'd be committing to school. So I knew that it was going to be an uphill climb, but uh, I really just decided to go the route, you know, and, and said yes, and I enrolled. And it had I had I not taken that, my entire professional life would have gone in a very, very different direction. Probably not a good one. Okay. So yeah, that was definitely one decision that impacted my life significantly. Okay, Louis, do you recall anything? Single moment that you know had the power to change everything in your future? Yeah, I mean, uh, like several scenarios like that in life. I mean, um, from uh, getting married to deciding to go to college to picking your major type of thing, you know, graduating from high school. I mean, these are all points in which, hey, you know, no, I don't want to graduate high school or no, I don't want to go to college. I mean, that's going to affect you forever, either a positive way or a negative way. I mean, that all depends on the individual. Uh, As for myself, you know, obviously, graduated high school went to college got married and like you know i mean the decisions there's always there's always that yeah i want to or no i don't want to decision to make like on a on a daily basis even i mean obviously that's not going to impact you significantly but um on the ones that do impact you significantly like i mean even stuff i'm like hey you know you want to drive drunk i mean is that something you want to risk or not I mean, there's always those decisions, but like, see, something that affected me positively, I I think was one time where I was like, really like just drunk, like drunk out of my mind. And I, I was talking to my, to, to Carla at the time, to my wife at the time, uh, we were just started dating. And then 
I was outside in the Applebee's, right? I was pissed drunk, just not, and I knocked out on in the car. You know, I knocked out in the car, and a few hours later, I woke up, and I was still in the car, but I was like, wow, imagine I had it started driving. I would have just crashed in the middle of anywhere. Kind of glad I didn't. And ever since that, it's like, you know, you look back, and it's like, okay, you know, I've had, you know, I've had fun. I've done my drinking. Let me uh, let me not drink as much or get to that point anymore. And no, I don't. I really don't get drunk. No more Applebee's been drinking, bro. No more. <laughs> That's why you're drinking water now. <laughs> no, this was like this was what like ten years ago. Oh, so you're over it then. Probably, <laughs> they probably banned you, him from the entire franchise of Applebee's. Yeah, for real. They didn't <laughs> Well, I don't know if mine is an actual positive if you want to see it that way, but, you know, a single moment that kind of changed everything for me was, and I said this numerous times, was, you know, my friend passing away when, hmm. when I, after I had graduated, and I mean, it went from, okay, he passed away, and then it was just like a domino effect, it made me doubt myself on everyday things, it made me become bitter, it made me stop an engagement that I was in the middle of. I decided not to work for the company that I was uh, working for. It caused me to get into arguments with my dad. It caused me to drive almost 3,000 miles to California and start a new life. And it was just one moment that caused all that uh, in my life. And it was just a death of a, of a very good friend. So it definitely does have the, you know, the, the power to change everything in your future. And I think we kind of encounter that on a day-to-day, you know, as small as it may be. Maybe if we go left on the road for whatever reason, there was a detour. It kind of avoided you having an accident if you would have gone the other way. Yeah, I would imagine that there's there's a lot of one, a lot of those kinds of simple choices that we don't we're not even aware of that we make, and they could have the other the opposite choice would have had a very different impact on us. But we're not aware because we never experienced the other version of that. Yeah, definitely. the darkest timeline, like in Community. Either of you watch Community? No, no. I've seen a few episodes. My man, <laughs> I gotta get on it. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. All right, guys. So past episodes and the future episodes, you're going to notice that every time we take a break, you're going to hear someone talking and, you know, just putting us out there, making us look good. So for all you guys out there, thank you very much. And hopefully we can do this again. But for now, let's go to a commercial break. Hey, this is Jenny. You're listening to Edgar, Luis, and Diego, the Brotherhood of Banter where the conversations are funny, raw, and uncensored. Grab a beer and join us. And we are back, and we're ready to rock and roll here, talking about values, principles, those character traits that we each hold as important, as essential for human beings, you know, just as as people. So, yeah, who uh, who's going to get us started? I'll start us off. Okay. So I guess one of the biggest principles, values, be definitely loyalty. Mm-hmm. It's something that I have. I feel like I give loyalty more than I receive Yeah. most of the time. The way they define loyalty is giving or showing firm and constant support or allegiance to a person or institution. In my case, it would be actual people in my life. Family, guaranteed. You know, they're, they're with you regardless. Mm-hmm. But I think loyalty is a big thing for me when it comes to my friends. I re- 
I respect all my friends. I admire everything they do. They are definitely a big part of my life. Right. I try to give it right back. And that's why I feel that I have maintained the deep and long lasting relationships that I have to this day. And I think if you really care about a person, it's one of the main things that you should give them. You shouldn't really expect it because, you know, fortunately you can't give to receive. It definitely plays a big role in my life. And that's why I'm with you guys now. Thank you very much. Do you... <laughs> Do you, do you feel like there's a, like you can do that to a fault? I believe I've tried. You mean like giving it in regardless if you get it back? Yeah, to the point where it could be a detriment to you in some way. Yeah, I guess in a way it definitely has. I've tried to maintain several relationships, and we're talking about up to this year, that mm-hmm. I felt that I've given it more than my all. I made the effort to constantly be contacting them. I tried inviting them for get-togethers. Mm-hmm. I something as simple as saying good morning with a text message or "Hey, how you doing?" It definitely would be nice to receive those kind of things just on a random day. And I definitely have tried mm-hmm. to the point where this year I made the decision, and I was aware of what I was doing. I was constantly trying to reach people. I decided that if they didn't reach back, if they kept cutting me off, or giving me those half-assed answers on, on text messages right? and showing me that they, they didn't have the time for me to be part of their life. I did decide to cut them off and I have, and the ones that, that were true friends, they are still here with me. So yeah, so, yeah I gave it everything I could until there was nothing left to give. At some point you got to kind of move on. Yeah. They can get to a point where you start giving too much of your energy. It's yeah. It's very tiring. And also, becoming frustrated at the people who don't give that back. And that's not necessarily only with loyalty, really with, well, damn near any principle. You know, if you if you hold it so dear to you that others not following it infuriates you, mm-hmm. you know, that can start becoming a burden on, on yourself. That's a, it's a pretty important, like, balance to strike, I feel, because... It's very easy to for that to become like play against you in a way, you know. Yeah, I just feel like it's a matter of taking people for granted. It's like oh, you just figure they're gonna be around tomorrow. I'll get back to them eventually, and mm-hmm. and I've learned that in my life that that's not the case, and that's why I do try to invest my time. Everybody has a time. It's just a matter of choosing whether you make it or not. So that I don't have time is just an excuse. But yeah. that's my loyalty. Okay. What do you guys have? You got something, Louis? Yeah, I have something kind of like a, a verbal commitment from from somebody like like i don't know what what character like category it would fall into value or character trait i guess uh but a verbal commitment if you say something like okay yeah i i'll be ready at i don't know um i don't know friday let's go to the movies right then okay cool that's it it's set in stone it's friday we're gonna go to the movies um, obviously stuff happens, right? But when it comes to the point where, or you, you know what, even to explain it even better, kind of like your word is, you, you know, is your word is what defines you as a, as a person. If you casually say, oh yeah, no problem. I'll be there Thursday. And in reality, you're thinking, no, nah, I'm not going to go. Then it's like, then why'd you say it type of thing? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and there's people like that and that's fine. But when it comes to me picking my friends or the people I trust or get close to is, 
most likely the people that say, hey, yeah, okay, I'll be there Thursday. And then, you know, Thursday we're, we're doing something. Mm-hmm. So I find like that you're holding your word or, or, or you willingly saying, yeah, it's pretty much just your word. You know, your, what you say is your word and, and I believe you until you show me otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, and unfortunately, people don't do that anymore. Before, just a simple handshake was, you know, a contract between one and another. And like you said, just being a person, a man of your word, it doesn't go a very long way now. It's a very, you can count them on, on one hand as to how many people are able to do that. It's just something they become used to, saying just what they think other people want to hear. And they make the commitment and they just later on figure, oh, I'll find a way to get out of it. That seems so shitty. Yeah, but, but it's true. Yeah, like like I've met a lot of people like that, and it's just like like why just just say no. I guess That's I don't. Cool I haven't I haven't kept like enough people around me, especially in the last like you know seven years or so of my life. Like I haven't kept enough people around me to encounter that situation often enough. So it just it seems it seems so silly. It seems so stupid to me, you know, to, to say yes if you're in the moment thinking you're not going to do it anyway. Like what? Imagine, I, to give you a simple example, this past birthday, I invited more people than the amount that showed up. Mm-hmm. Everybody told me, I don't need to hear a yes if you don't mean it. And mm-hmm. the reason being is, okay, if I invite 25 people to my birthday, they all told me yes, I'm going to prepare for 25 people. Right. I did that. I remember what the number was, but I did invite a certain amount of people. Pretty much everybody told me yes. They told me we'll be there. They even asked me what they're going to bring. So I don't need to hear yes. If you can't make it, don't tell me, look, I'm not going to make it. Or if you're not sure because you may be working later or whatever, tell me, look, I'm not sure. I'll let you know the day of. Okay. So I don't expect you or I expect you and I prepare in a different manner. But if in a way you're part of the event that I'm doing and you're giving me your word and if you tell me, hey, look, what do you want me to bring? And I give you something, drinks, chips, whatever the case is. And then you don't show up, person that kind of looks awful in the in the way it's it's me because I'm the one hosting it, mm-hmm. and that's how my birthday was. Several people didn't show up, therefore I was missing certain food, I was missing certain drinks, and it just I feel like it's a slap in the face. It's like you don't mean enough to me for me to go and give you my time, right? And it's so simple, yes, no, or maybe whatever it is. So people aren't, I don't know, being a person of your word is, doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah. Okay, what do you what do you have? For me, it's uh, I don't know if integrity is the word. The concept is being being all of one piece. You know, feeling like you are all of one piece within yourself. Not, and I think this is really this is an important area for me because of my past. You know, I, there was a period of time in my life when I didn't feel like I was one within myself. I felt like I was divided, like I had to pretend or, you know, act out a certain persona in front of the people that were in my life. When in reality, I didn't feel completely in agreement with some of those things. And the pressure of keeping the status quo within that environment led me to go against those things or silence those things. And the peace that I experienced after I stopped doing that and I kind of accepted myself for exactly who I was, what I believed, what I thought, what my opinions were, 
didn't fight against my conscience, didn't fight against my, you know, gut feelings in life. The moment that I started doing that, I suddenly found like, you know, the, the biggest moment of peace in my entire life. When people deal with me now, whether it's on a professional level or on a friend on a friendship level or on a romantic level, you can trust that what you're seeing in me and what you're getting from me is me, you know? you're seeing me at face value. Like, this is what you get. Whether you like it or not, just appreciate the fact that it is, it, it is, it is honest and true. And I feel like that sense of living and living with integrity, that is something that I appreciate it when I find it in others, you know, because I've over, you know, I've, I've undergone that, that process within myself and I see how awesome, how liberating it is to be able to present myself exactly as I am. Um, I value when I find somebody else that exudes that same thing, you know, it's a, it's a nice thing. Cause then you, you don't have to, you don't have to worry about peeling layers of the person and when am I going to get to see the real them, you know, at what point in the relationship am I going to get to, you know, see the real version of this person, you know? So I value that. Okay. Well, I feel like you guys took two of my words being, uh, integrity you know the quality of being honest and sincerity quality of being free from uh deceit or hypocrisy which is what you were saying you know being face value putting yourself out there and mm-hmm. what you get so i'm gonna go with another one and i think it would be a matter of in my case would be patience it's something that i don't have it does matter to me because i feel like it is something important that everybody should have and for me, it's it's something that I'm learning, something that I never felt the need to have in certain cases. And unfortunately, not having the patience is what ended several relationships because I just wouldn't allow myself to build into the relationship, learn about that person. It's like I wanted things then and at that moment, and it had to be it had to be done. And I just wasn't willing to wait around for it to happen. Now in, in the relationship that I have, it's something that I've kind of grown into. I feel like I have given it more than I, than I should uh, when it comes to being patient. It's something that I'm learning, something that I feel that it's, it is a requirement to have as a person. Okay. You got another one, Louis? Yeah. Punctuality. <laughs> For example, just being on time, really. I guess, like, if we have to be somewhere at 8, you know, let's make sure we can be there by, like, 730, 7.45. Mm-hmm. 7.45, I feel like I'm late, you know, mm-hmm. if I have to be there at 8. So, like, 7.30, you know, I'm already there. Right. Or, like, like a block away from there. And that's just how I am when it comes to, like, everything. When it comes to... Uh, mostly like any, anywhere I have to go physically, I I like doing that. Um, and then there's a whole group of people that prefer to go in at eight 30 or nine or nine 30, because that's what eight means to them. Mm -hmm. And then it's just that punctuality, man, super important to me. Otherwise, I I guess it just annoys me because if I said, I don't know, or, or you said eight and then it's eight. Right. So I'm waiting since like 7.30, 7.45. And now it's 8.30 and you're still not there. Then it's like been an hour type of scenario. So that just, 
that's really important to me. I think the fact that it's so important is because it's a lack of respect. Yeah, it is. It's a disrespect to the person's time. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. much saying, look, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't matter enough for me to be there on time. And unfortunately, the way people see it now is they give you a time, and that's the time they're leaving their house, or that's the time they're getting ready. Hmm. And I experience that with my partner now. For me, being on time is very important to me. I've, I've got the reputation of being on time. That's just who I am. And like I said, it's just a matter of, of the respect you have for the person. They tell you a certain time. It doesn't mean, oh, okay, I'll leave there and I'll be uh, punctually late. You know, it's like, you know, I'll be there at the time that I decide to. So, yeah, I think it just falls back on the respect for the person. I, for me personally, like, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I'm not going to hold that against you. I'm not I'm not going to get mad at that. That's just me. But, yeah, if, if, if I'm left, oh, good example. Well, this isn't punctuality this example, but it's the, the point of valuing people's time. I was on a, on a call with this IT guy for a website that I had designed. He had set up a dedicated server for a client to host his website. And my part of the job was essentially done. I had designed the site. The site was ready to go approve. The client loved it. There was a, an IT issue that was preventing me from being able to transfer the site onto the client's actual server that was on the IT guy. The IT guy was notified about this three months ago, didn't do anything until this one meeting that he called when he was going to be on site at the client's place, setting up some final shit for the server. We were on the phone for two hours and 15 minutes with him, myself and another coworker, while he was addressing a problem that we brought up three months before and he was literally just troubleshooting shit with us on the phone on the zoom call just there lingering waiting that's disrespectful to me you know that's disrespectful you you know your negligence is now costing me two and two hours 15 minutes of my time that you could have easily just said hey listen i'm not gonna i'm not gonna make you guys wait you guys can go ahead and disconnect. When I solve the problem, I'll get back to you. It's respecting somebody's time. You know, in the same way, if you're somebody who has the tendency to be late, you make a commitment with somebody, you should make an extra effort. If it's your shit, you buy tickets for a movie and you decide to get there late on your own, whatever, you know, it's your money, your time. But as, as soon as you involve somebody else, you should make the extra effort. If you're somebody who has a tendency to be in, um, in punctual, unpunctual, what's the word? Uh, to not be punctual. punctual. Uh, Late. Yeah. <laughs> you should make the, a little bit of an extra effort just out of respect for that person that you've committed yourself to and that you're you know now doing something with. Like that's, I think it's common courtesy. Yeah. Okay. What do you, what do you have? Hold on. The sword I'm looking for. Uh, self-awareness okay so there's this taking it back to my bible days there's this bible verse that always impacted me a lot that i still retain it's in one of the it's in a proverb in the book of proverbs and it says i think it's proverbs or ecclesiastes one of those two books but it says something along the lines of like a man wildly shooting around flaming arrows is the man who hurts people left and right, insults people left and right, and then says, I was only joking or I didn't mean to do it. Mm -hmm. 
like that that example and i know that you know, i'm not like saying it verbatim but that's that's the example that's the point people who walk around unaware of the impact that their words or actions have on the people around them unaware of how they come across to other people how when they enter somebody's space or somebody's time they impact that person negatively people who are unaware of that who haven't taken the time to getting to know themselves enough to say like oh i have a problem with x aspect of my character or of myself that to me is one of the most destructive things in society really parents who do that shit with their kids for example not knowing not not stopping to make themselves aware of the harm that they're causing their kids spouses or partners that do it with each other like those little those things little by little erode the relationships in our lives mm-hmm. and not stopping to become self-aware to get to know yourself to get to understand the shit in you that is destructive and toxic that to me is like you just don't give a shit you don't give a shit i don't care how much you say oh i didn't mean that or i was only joking or no i didn't mean it that way or i didn't mean to hurt you it doesn't matter you're you're like a mad person just shooting off flaming arrows, hurting people left and right, burning bridges, burning relationships, you know, affecting people negatively. That's, I think, one of the most selfish attitudes you can have in life. Yeah, that's what I was going to tell you. It falls under being selfish because yeah, no you're doubt. saying what you want to say, regardless <clears> of the cost, you know, because you want to say it, you just want to put yourself out there. And it's like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. You know, yeah. That's, that's what came out. Yeah. So that's pretty important to me. Okay. Let me see which one. I think since the other two were taken, I would have to go with definitely self-control. That's something also besides the patience that I was struggling with of my anger issues. And I felt like when I was angry, I was unstoppable. Anything went. And I was one of those people that you just described. I would say what I wanted to say. And at the moment, it made me feel great belittling someone or, or getting my stuff out there. And it was like, okay, now they they know why they're they're fucking up mm. and being blunt and all that. But like you said, it tears people down. It definitely, it can mess someone's day up. It can mess someone's life up. It can mess mm-hmm. up, you know, a, a child growing up and it has a lot of impact. So what I've learned to do now, it is that self-control. It is being aware of your surroundings and realizing, hey, there's more than just me here. There's people that matter. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference, and I have flipped it to the point where if I am upset, I walk away. If I feel the need an argument is coming up, I'd rather just stay quiet. If I feel like I got to say something that I know for sure I'm going to regret, I'd rather just talk about it later. And, yeah, it definitely it has helped me, and it allows me to, when I put those negative thoughts or when I want to you know, say something disrespectful to someone, I tend to just save it somehow flip it and put more kindness out there i think up to now ever since i have made that that change i have had better relationships friendships the relationships that i have with co-workers uh, just the other day you know one of my co-workers told me how much he respected me he admired the way i carried myself the way i treated people it made me feel great because it it acknowledged what i actually had been trying to do and you know that is being having that self-control and having self-awareness so i would have to go with that one with with self-control okay what about you lewis got another one 
Yeah, yeah, kind of like um, in addition to that, accepting responsibility for your actions type of thing. It's big. Yeah. I've ran into people in which, like, they'll do something, kind of like how you guys were saying, and like I don't know, they'll say something mean to you, for example. Mm-hmm. That's it. No remorse. No com- conversation on the on that action, or um, and then you you talk about it later or, or something, or you try to talk to them, but no, it's just like it, it never happened. Or it was your fault and not theirs, right? Because of whatever reason. So that that's important. Like I understand people lose their temper, and I understand, you know, people are late or whatever. But at least it's it's because of you, you know. It's not because of. Well, granted, sometimes you know it's just crazy traffic or an accident, something like that, and you're late. But but most of the times it's because you didn't plan accordingly. Right. And people have tough time seeing that. Mm-hmm. So my circle of friends is usually people that, you know, that can see that point of view, like, oh, yeah, you know, my bad. You know, we could have gone up earlier type of thing. That's that's it. That's that's an important thing for me. Yeah, there's like there's a respectable thing about, you know, owning your actions and words, really taking ownership over them. Because a lot of people walk around like if what they're doing and saying isn't necessarily their fault, you know, like if it's not coming from them. I don't give a sh- look. I, you know, I suffered abuse. I suffered really shitty situations when I was a kid. You know, I, Edgar, you, you've heard, you know, a lot of my crazy ass stories. Like I, I could have had an excuse or tried to have an excuse or correction. I could have tried to excuse myself mm-hmm. through many aspects of my childhood, my upbringing, my lack of a father, the way my mother conducted her life while I was with what I lived with her, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, that's cowardly, man. It was the easy way out. Yeah, that's cowardly. Like, you know, I get it, too. It takes a certain degree of, you know, courage and putting on your big boy pants or big girl pants to take ownership of what you do when you say, even especially when it's when you fucked up, especially when you made a mistake, especially when you hurt somebody. But if if in a room of 10 people, all 10 people were owning all their actions, can you imagine the, the civil way in which, you know, those 10 people could relate to each other? The peace that could happen, multiply that shit, you know, to an entire country, a city, state, you know, whatever level you want to look at it. Um, way too many people hiding behind their wounds, hiding behind the, the internet the shitty cards <laughs> and hiding behind the internet. Yeah. I think exactly. it's a matter of pride too. That's why people can't face up and be like, "Look, I fucked up," right? And it, I, I'm wrong for such and such reason. And how do we fix it? Mm-hmm. You know, to a certain point, people figure it's easier. Oh, what is that saying? Um, where you apologize instead of asking permission? I don't know. Oh, it's easier to ask. It's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. There you go. That's mm. the one. So people just figure, you know, to a point where it's like they they say what they want. They don't acknowledge that they messed up. And an easier thing to do is just say sorry. It becomes meaningless after a while. You say so many sorries to people instead of like just standing up and facing the fact that you messed up and learning and not doing it again. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a pride thing. You don't want to make yourself vulnerable. And yeah, I think that's why people have trouble putting themselves out there. Yeah, which I think I think that's one thing that we have learned throughout this podcast is being vulnerable is 
being transparent to everybody. And yeah. I think it has helped us. I think it has developed a, developed at least my personality a little more. Mm-hmm. It's an easier way to have people see you. There's nothing you're hiding. Right. Yeah, I appreciate that a lot, too, about, you know, these conversations. Like I said, during season one, like, you know, I, I started looking forward to every time that we recorded because I always felt like yeah, it was going to be a nice, honest conversation about whatever topic and no protecting necessarily, no protecting images and, you know, all that uh, from ourselves. I, I, I appreciate that. Okay. I guess um, what's your final one? I think mine. Mm-hmm. I think mine would be peace, peace within oneself. You know, you can, and all these things, crazy how these things, like one bleeds into the next and they all relate to each other. Yeah, they're all connected. Yeah. Um, But having peace within yourself is, um, no, you know what? (laughs) No, I'm going to change it. Uh, Gratitude. Gratitude, because I think peace comes from this in a way. I think gratitude is a huge, huge value to possess in life because, you know, you, so we spend so much time thinking as, as like a society thinking about what's next, right? What's the next thrill? What's the next gratification? What's the next iPhone, the next relationship, you know, what's, you know, I'm in, I'm in this situation right now, you know, is there a better option up ahead uh, I'm driving this car now, but is, you know, I, I can't wait to be on the, you know, the next model, that, that sort of thing. Like way too much time thinking about the next level. You know, you're in high school thinking about college, you're in college thinking about your career, you're in career thinking about your raise, you're in, you know what I mean? Like it's this endless sense of constantly looking onto the next step, next step, next step. And there's not enough pause at the now, the stuff that you have now acknowledging that you have those things, being grateful for having those things, the people that you have now, acknowledging that you're, that they're in your life, valuing the fact that they're in your life. They may not be in your life for X or Y reason tomorrow, you know, be grateful for what you've got in front of your eyes. Chill out a little bit, you know, yeah. Have long-term plans and whatever you want, but damn, appreciate what you got in front of you. You know, I feel like, Tomorrow's not promised, and I have my head living in tomorrow. Well, <laughs> I wasted my last today thinking about tomorrow. And I don't think that's worth it. Yeah, and unfortunately, we get so caught up with you know what's going on in the world that it, it, you become guilty of doing it. Like it, it feels like it's not even your choice anymore. It's like, oh man, what I got to do tomorrow? I got to work. I got to do this. Uh-huh. And tomorrow never really comes because you're always thinking about tomorrow. Right. You're never in the present. I think we were discussing this last time that it's that I'd rather have a conversation, a deep down conversation with a friend than actually just planning for an event. Because mm, I feel yeah. like time slows down. Right. When you're actually just having one on one or in our case, you know, it's the three of us and threesome. I, yeah, the threesome. <laughs> and it, it, it and it does feel like a moment that you're in. As right. to, hey, let's go to the beach and whatever, boom, the day goes by so quick that you're like, it becomes just a memory. Yeah, yeah. So I, it's a hard thing to to be aware of at the moment, but yeah, it definitely has to be something that you should do because mm-hmm. before we know, we're going to be thinking back. You're going to be like, hey, you remember when we used to do this podcast when we were at 37 and we're already in our 60s, 70s? <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's so quick, man. And who knows what's next? Right. Word. So I think Word. That, um 
a good stopping point. Thank you very much once again for joining us on episode number four. We hope to see you guys on episode number five, which we're going to be covering parenthood. Uh, that should be a definitely interesting one because the three of us are at different points in our life as far as being parents. So you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook and on Twitter. Please do us a favor and write to us, comment, give us your opinions, suggestions, or if you just want to say hello. Thank you once again, and we'll see you on the next episode. Where you will call us daddy. Yes, you will call us daddy. <laughs> Drop that beat. Drop that beat. Remember to subscribe or follow the shows on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. You can also keep up with the guys on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Imagine noise.